This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, March 4th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. The bottom line, a very nice weekend ahead on both sides of the Cascades. This morning, there's a few showers remaining over western Washington. It's raining outside right now where I am. But these will be over by mid-afternoon, and temperatures today should rise into the upper 40s under partly cloudy skies this afternoon here in western Washington. In eastern Washington, there's going to be lots of sun today, but highs will only be up in the mid-50s. Now, the upcoming weekend looks really quite nice with plenty of sun and with somewhat seasonable temperatures, no heat waves. The key feature, the key weather feature today is a major ridge of high pressure aloft that is now developing and will develop over the Northeast Pacific. And when you have a ridge right offshore like that, uh, we're on the on the eastern side of it. And in, in that area, we tend to have cool northwesterly flow, which is, is often ger- generally quite dry. Now, sc- uh, skies will generally be clear this weekend with lots of sun, both sides of the Cascades. And let's keep in mind the sun is way stronger now than it was a few months ago. You can feel the difference. And it's much higher in the sky. High temperatures will be in the lower to mid-50s, on both sides of the Cascades, on both Saturday and Sunday. Now, there is still plenty of snow in the mountains, although the snowpack, particularly after we had that heavy rain, has fallen to somewhat below normal, maybe 5 to 10% below normal. So this is a good time, while there's still snow, to get into the mountains for winter recreation. Now, the ridge of high pressure that will develop over the weekend should dominate most of the upcoming week, although there does appear to be a weak disturbance that will move southward into our region on late Tuesday and Wednesday, which will bring uh, rain showers over the entire region. Now, the long-term forecast that's going out, you know, several weeks to a few months by the NOAA, National Weather Service Climate Prediction Center, is for cooler than normal and wetter than normal conditions for early to mid-spring. So don't put away the rain gear yet. Enjoy the weekend. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. I am often asked, where can one find the best weather forecast? Now, the answer is obviously this podcast or my blog, but beyond that, what group, what website, or what smartphone app gives you the most skillful, accurate forecast day after day, hour after hour? The answer has changed over time. 25 to 30 years ago, most people turned to TV weathercasters radio stations, and newspapers to get the latest forecast. All of these groups relied heavily 
on the forecasts of the National Weather Service, an organization that ran models, took observations, and had an expert and has an expert crew of meteorologists that produced the forecast. Quite honestly, the quality of the forecast did not vary much between these various outlets, since everybody basically followed the weather service. The worst forecasts were undoubtedly in newspapers, which were often dated. But everything changed during the past few decades. Weather forecasts are much more skillful today, with massive increases in observations, mainly from satellites, and far better numerical models, which simulate the evolution of the atmosphere using basic physical concepts. The number of weather modeling groups has greatly increased, so forecasters today have a wide palette, a large collection of forecasts to work with, with groups from the European Center, the UK Met, Off, uh, Met Office model in, in England, the National Weather Service, uh, GFS model, I can go on and on. But something else has changed. It's called statistical post-processing of model forecast. It is possible to combine forecasts and observations statistically to greatly improve the quality of the weather predictions. We can combine the forecasts of many models. We can look at their historical performance to correct persistent biases. We can even put past observations into the statistical mix. Machine learning has recently become a potent tool in doing such combinations of forecasts and observations. But something else has changed. The widespread availability of the internet and smartphones during the last few decades. We can now deliver site-specific local forecasts through smartphone apps or web browsers. Yes, the forecast can be and is customized for your exact location, since the smartphones know where they are through G GPS. Now, during the past several years, a number of groups have worked on statistical post-processing to improve forecasts. The Weather Service started the, started the process with something called MOSS, Model Output Statistics, during the late 60s. But this was a relatively primitive approach. Based on research at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, NCAR in Boulder, the Weather Channel, weather.com, it's the same people, was the first to move to a more modern system that combined many models to produce a very good forecast. Uh, there are others that are following this approach. AccuWeather and the Weather Underground also did so. And belatedly, during the last five years, the National Weather Service has moved to more sophisticated post-processing, something called the National Blend of Models. These next-generation forecasts that we have today, based on improved models and more sophisticated post-processing using statistics, became available on a wide collection of smartphone apps that are too numerous for me to list comprehensively, but they include examples such as weather.com, which is the weather channel, uh, AccuWeather, Forica, and others. 
By the way, the default forecast on iPhones is from the Weather Channel, weather.com. Interesting to know. So which apps and forecasts are the best? It turns out that a private sector firm, forecastadvisor.com, evaluates a wide collection of forecasts in real time. And they provide this information for locations across the United States. Let me tell you what they found. And I should note that I've done some independent evaluation that supports their findings. Well, here in Seattle for the past year, Weather Underground and Weather Channel were the top. And I should note that both were owned now by IBM and use the same technology. Close behind is AccuWeather and then Forica. Interestingly enough, the National Weather Service forecasts, which are mainly based on human intervention and, and prediction, is well down the list. Pick another city, such as Chicago, and the order is slightly changed, but quite similar. The top three being the Weather Channel, Forica, and the Weather Underground, with AccuWeather right behind. Interestingly, for day in, day out, weather you are better off using one of the automated sites like the Weather Channel, you know, weather.com, or AccuWeather than the National Weather Service. It is hard for humans to beat a statistical combination of excellent models for commonly observed weather. But don't get me wrong. For unusual or severe weather, or in those infrequent situations in which models are going wrong, human forecasters can provide important modifications or improvements for the forecast. And in such situations, both online services and TV weathercasters always communicate and display National Weather Service watches and warnings based on, their, on, the, on the musings of their skilled meteorologists. The bottom line is that all weather forecasts have improved. Uh, personalized local forecasts are expected, and that there is now notable skill among smartphone apps and different forecast providers. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.